Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited for today's episode, like I always am, because I love being able to get on here and encourage your hearts in the Lord, encourage you to get into his word, to get into his presence, and just share what God has put on my heart. So if you guys hear a loud <laughs> noise in the background, hopefully you can't hear it too well, but I am actually in my hotel room right now in South Carolina. I'm so excited that I am at a conference this weekend and tonight was night one let me tell you what it was phenomenal i encourage you find good solid spirit-filled christian conferences in your area and go to them make the time to go to them because god is so good and i just i love going to conferences and just being able to meet new people like if you know me at all you know i am an extrovert with a capital e and so i love meeting new people i love just times of worship and hearing the preaching of God's word. And I just, I love things like this. And so I'm super fortunate and blessed to be able to be here right now. And a lot of you know, and for those of you who don't know, I actually stepped out into full-time ministry a week ago, which is so crazy because it is a word that I've had prophesied over me several times for a few years. And that season is here now. And I'm hearing that so much from ministers and prophets right now that it is a season of promises fulfilled, that God is doing what he has promised you. And so I've heard a lot of prophets and speakers say, preachers say, hey, revisit those old words. So that's a word for you guys today too, an encouragement from me to you, is revisit those words that God has given you. Dust them off the shelf, start praying over them, believing for the breakthrough for them, for them to come to pass. I love that his word says that there's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. And so while I had that prophesied over me for a few years, I just wasn't in a place where I could do that. And there was other things that God wanted to journey me through before I got to where I'm at now. And so I'm so thankful for that. And the Lord's been just reminding me that every season that I've walked through has been preparation for where I'm at now. And what I'm doing now is preparation for what lies ahead. And so I just choose to trust him, to not lean on my own understanding, to trust his timing and just know that he's so faithful and so for me. And he goes before me in all things. And that's the same way that he feels about you. He is so faithful. He is so for you. And he goes before you in all things. And so today I want to talk about finding a new rhythm. And so for me, I have only ever worked secular work environment. I have worked um, in secular work environment since like before I was a Christian. So that was a fun journey going from being a non-believer to a believer and then being asked to work a lot on Sundays and then having to sit down with my boss and say, I really need Sundays off because I want to be in church on Sundays. And there wasn't really anyone else that I was working with that cared whether or not they worked on Sundays. And so my boss was like, that's totally fine. I'm not going to, you know, step in the way of you doing that. And he's like, but 
you know, the compromise was that I had to work Saturdays. And so every Saturday for a few years, I was working eight to six every day. And I was willing to do that, even though I was going to school full time and working after school until like six o'clock every night. Like I was willing to work on Saturdays because it meant I could have Sunday off and church was so important to me. And so then I shifted to a new job, just sharing some of my story here with you guys, shifted to another job where I only had to work until like noon on Saturday and there was no Sundays because it was at a bank. And so that was like, it felt like such a blessing to me. And I felt like it was like a kiss on my forehead from God. Like, Hey, you honored me and being willing to be bold and ask for Sundays off and make church attendance a priority. So then after that, I stepped into another job where I didn't work any weekends. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, I'm not used to having weekends free. This is crazy. And, um, then this, the job I just left, well, I've had a few other jobs too, but anyway, it, God's just been so faithful and so, so good. But in every transition and new season, finding a new rhythm is not always easy. And as I'm stepping out into full-time ministry, finding that new rhythm in this season, it's just, it's different because I'm so used to having such a rigid schedule. It's like, I know I work from 7.30 until 3 and this is what I do. And I'm very structured in that way, used to being structured in that way. And ministry is a whole nother ballgame. It's like all the time. And to be completely honest with you, when people started prophesying to me that I would be called into full-time ministry, I was kind of insulted at first I was like, huh, I don't even know what that means, what that looks like. And about the second or third person that said it, I was like, you know what? My entire life is ministry. Like God has called all of us as believers to be ministers of reconciliation. So for me, when they would say like, you're going into ministry full-time, I'm like, I am in ministry full-time. When I come into my secular workplace, I am a missionary. I am a carrier of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I share his love and his light everywhere I go. I do not hide my light. I don't share my faith. I, or I don't, hide my faith. I share my faith. I'm bold with my faith and, and I don't hide the fact that I'm a Christian and I'm not, you know, obnoxious about it or ridiculous with it, but like people know I'm a Christian. And I had heard someone preach one time and they said, if your coworkers would be surprised to find out that you are a Christian, that's a problem. And that really stuck with me. I was like, not that I go in and I announce I'm a Christian, but like people know by the way that you live your life. And if your life reflects him, they're going to know you're a Christian. And so And, um, yeah, I just love that. I love the scripture that says to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. So I'm not someone who advocates your personal faith that you keep to yourself. You don't share it. No, we're all called to share the good news of Jesus Christ and to let it be known that God has changed my life. And sometimes I think we overcomplicate it where we're like, I don't know, like enough Bible scriptures or this, that, whatever. And it's like, no, like, just share what God's done in your life. Share what he has journeyed you through. What has he set you free from? What's he delivered you from? What, what did your life look like before you were a Christian? And I would hope that any of us that would ask ourselves that question would be able to, to say some things. Our lives should look different because we've encountered God and because we've surrendered our lives to him. And so just be open to sharing your testimony, share your story. And the Lord really prompted me a few years ago. And I was just sharing this with a friend not too long ago, earlier today about how God really was challenging me. Don't hide your story. And a lot of, you know, my story, and there's a lot of hard things that I walked through a lot of painful, broken moments. And as I was stepping out in ministry, what stirred up and some other things I was doing, I kind of liked the image that people had of me of this joy filled, happy laughter, 
loving girl, which is who I am, without the broken part of my story. I liked for people to just think I have it all together. You don't need to hear the ugly parts of my story and what I went through. And God was like, "Mm -mm, no, because other people aren't there yet. And they need to know my story so that they can look at my story and say, wow, if he did it for her, he could do it for me and he will. And so then I just had to become very unashamed and of my story. And so I pray that over anyone on here, if you feel like there's parts of your story that you're like, I could never share that with anyone. I just pray a boldness over you and a release of that shame. If you're walking in that in any way, because that's really what it was rooted in for me. It was, it was shame. It was like, I don't want people to know that I've been through a divorce. I don't want people to know that I was so broken that I slept all the time because I was avoiding my reality. And for me, sleeping was just a way to escape the reality that I was living in and just so depressed and so just hurting and broken and not really understanding my identity in Christ, not loving the beautiful person that God created me to be. And I think people see me now and they're like, wow, she's so confident, bold. And, but that is not, has not always been the case because when I look back over my life, I cannot think of one area of my life where I, the enemy has not tried to steal, (laughs) kill and destroy in me. Every part of my best qualities and anyone who knows me would say like, this is your best quality guaranteed I can give you several stories probably of ways that the enemy has tried to target that part of my life. And so I, I pray that too over you guys, if you were listening and there are parts of you, parts of who God made you to be that you are minimizing or you're holding back or you're stuffing away or hiding all together, that God would release you to be exactly who he made you to be. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He created you as his masterpiece and he made you fearfully and wonderfully made you into the beautiful person that you are. And I am so over trying to hide who I am. And I found such a freedom in that. And just even last week, I mean, just last week, I was praying with my mentor and she's like, I feel like there's more that God wants to release in this certain part of your part of your life. And it was my gift of humor. And if you know me at all, I'm kind of a funny girl. I can kind of make some people laugh a lot, you know, whatever. And, uh, it's just been a gift of mine that I, I have hated for so long. I remember being as young as like second grade and I would be the girl that would have everybody laughing. And it was just those fiery darts of the enemy were coming at me at even a young age. No one even said anything at that time about my humor that would have caused me to be insecure about it. It was flat out the enemy. And I remember being like, oh, internally thinking like, why am I like this? I hate this about myself. I don't want to be the funny girl. I just want to be the nice prim and proper whatever, which if you know me at all, you're like, that is not who you are at all. And praise God. I don't care that that's not who I am anymore. I want to be the funny girl that God created me to be. But then over the years, I had other voices that meant something to me. Voices that carried weight in my life, speak things against my gift of humor. And it really stifled me for a very long time. And then I did this comedy gig with my sister for a while. And I feel like that was such a healing process for me because even though it was goofy and silly and, and whatever, for one, it really just grew our relationship together, which I'm forever thankful for that. But it also allowed that gift of humor to start coming out in me again because it had been so hidden for so long. And now as I'm stepping into more things with speaking and things, God's really used my humor 
along with teaching of the teaching of God's word. And I kind of made that in my bio on, on my social medias and things that I love to collide humor with the truth of God's word. And that is my heart and my passion because I have a lot of funny stories that I think everyone needs to hear. And they're just there, but they drive home a point of what I'm trying to speak on or whatever. And so I just have lots of stories. And so I'm like, Lord, whenever I'm speaking, I'm like, you just show me what, which ones I'm supposed to share for this event or whatever. So that's what I've been doing, but it's just been, it's been a cool journey to watch God continue to just set me free in those areas. And, and it's exciting to see that in other people. I feel like because I've walked through that, I have a mandate on my life and a gifting and anointing, however you want to say it. I see the gifts that are in other people and I call them out and I love to champion people. I actually just had somebody prophesy earlier to me, earlier to me at this conference um, that I am someone who champions people and that is so spot on. Like I, there's nothing more that I love besides the Lord and his word and his presence and all those good things. But one of the things I love the most, I'll say it that way. One of the things I love the most is seeing the gifts that are in other people that sometimes they don't see in themselves or they're not confident in yet, or they just don't know what to do with them and just speak life into them. That's really all I I do. I just speak life into them and I encourage them. And I love saying, hey, this is what I see in you. And I see greatness in you in this area and calling that out. And so I think that's probably part of why God's going to call me into life coaching soon. So that's a whole other journey that I'll be on soon and something that I'm working on personally to release. So you guys are the first ones to publicly hear that, that I will be launching a life coaching business later this year, I'm believing. So in Jesus' name, God's will be done and the timing of that. So all of that to say, as I've been stepping out into full-time ministry and just learning what life looks like now, that's really where I'm at. I can't say that I figured it out yet. I'm just like, Lord, what am, what do you want me to do today? What is my call today? Where What am I supposed to be doing? And so this morning I was waking up at five o'clock in the morning to catch a flight to Charlotte and to be at this conference. And then I'm here until Saturday and on Sunday I'm at a church in Michigan and then um, next week I have some other ministry things that I'll be doing and it's just, I just want to be about my father's business. Honestly, that's my greatest heart's desire. Well, the two that I say all the time, I, I want to know him and I want to make him known and I don't want to make him known without knowing him first. And so that is so important and crucial because we know that Jesus warned against that. The people that will stand before him on judgment day and say, but God, I prophesied in your name. I drove out demons and all these great things I did, but he says, I never... I never knew you. And so for me, everything I do with ministry, I want to be an overflow of my intimacy with him. Because if I don't have that, I have nothing. I have nothing to give anyone if I don't have that intimate time with him. And so I'm just so thankful for his work in my life and just what he has done. And so I want to encourage you, don't hide your story. Don't hide your story. Don't be ashamed of the things that you've had done to you or that you've willingly done yourself things that you've had no control over or the things that you had complete control over. Don't be ashamed of those things. If you've repented, surrender them to the Lord, ask him for forgiveness. Know that he promises to cast your sins as far as the East is from the West and forget them. We can't wrap our minds around that because we don't have the ability to forget things unless you have Alzheimer's or something like that, but don't receive that because that's yeah. But like, 
in our natural state and the way that God created us, we do not have the ability to forget things, but somehow he does and he doesn't remember it. And I remember telling, I've told so many people this actually, that when you are bringing up past sin that you've confessed to him, he literally doesn't know what you're talking about because he forgets it. So just stand in the freedom that he's given you. Galatians 5, 1, go look that up. Talks about it as for freedom that he set us free. So don't be yoked again to bondage. Like we have the freedom in Christ, but we also have the ability to go back to the bondage that we were in before. And so it's so important that we don't do that. So I am going to kind of wrap this up here in a few minutes. So all about finding the new rhythm of life, finding the rhythm that you're in. And so a lot of people I know right now are being drawn into new seasons. A lot of people are leaving those wintry seasons and entering spring or maybe going from spring to summer, summer to fall, whatever that looks like in uh, the spirit for you. Whether you're in a season where you just feel like everything is bountiful and there's harvest or you feel like you're in a season where you're just sowing or whatever that is I feel like God is shifting so many people into new seasons right now and it's a beautiful thing it's exciting it can be terrifying but we just have to keep our focus fixed on him the Bible says that when we fix our focus on him we'll he'll keep us in perfect peace when our mind is stayed on him, he keeps us in perfect peace. And so for me, when I'm feeling anxious or worried or starting to feel some fear come on me or whatever, I'm like, okay, where's my focus? I need to refocus on the Lord. I need to fix my eyes with him. I need to lock my gaze with him because when I do that, nothing sways me. I can just stay in perfect peace, trusting him. And um, yeah, so I just want to pray over you guys. For whatever season you're in, if you feel like you're in the trenches of transition, I'm right there with you in the trenches and it's exciting. God is so good and so faithful and just know if he's calling you to something, he's already gone before you. He makes every crooked path straight. He levels every mountain and raises every valley and he's just good. And I encourage you more than anything to stay in his word, stay in his word, stay in his presence, stay surrounded by like-minded people who will be able to speak into your life and encourage you in the call that God has in your life. He's, he's so good. And I can never say that enough. I think I probably say that more than anything. He is so good. He is so good. And so I'm just going to pray over you guys and pray this encourages you. I kind of just shared my story tonight. I've got a lot going on a lot of cool things happening and it's exciting would love for you to reach out to me and let me know how I can be praying for you and I genuinely mean that if you reach out to me and share something with me that you want prayed for I'm going to pray for you and I just believe in the power of agreement and just praying the word of God that is pretty much what I do is just pray the word of God over situations like okay this is what we're dealing with and this is what the word says we're going to pray it so I encourage you to arm yourself with his word because it's so powerful. It's living and active and it is the sword in the, in, um, the armor of God. So praise God. He's so good. So I'm just going to pray for you guys. Reach out to me. would love to connect and know what God is doing in your season. So father God, I thank you so much for this episode. God, I bless every single person who will listen to this. God, I thank you for wherever they're at, whatever season you have them in right now. God, I'm believing that this is a time where you are pulling so many people into new seasons, where you are fulfilling promises, God, where prophecies that have been spoken over us, God, are coming to pass. So father, just ask that you would 
remind their hearts of those words that they've maybe forgotten or laid on the shelf, Father, and that they would begin to pray into them, to speak into them. God, I declare breakthrough over every single person who is listening to this episode. I declare breakthrough in the things they've been believing for, they've been contending for, they've been fasting for and praying for. God, I pray breakthrough over them. God, I pray if there's anyone on here who needs a physical healing in their body, I release that over them in Jesus' name. God, I declare miracles, signs, and wonders, God, because that is who you are. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever, God, and you never change. And so we stand on the truth of your word. We stand on the authority of your word. God, we declare it. We believe it. We apply it to our lives. God, I just speak health over every person on here in their mental state. God, if they're struggling with anxiety, worry, or fear, God, anything that is not of you, I command it to go in Jesus name. God, I declare peace over them. I pray that we would all lock eyes with you and stay so focused on what you have for us in this season. God, that we wouldn't miss anything that you were doing or anything that you want to do, have your way in and through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.